The moon shines down bright on the circle. Her light is soft and gentle, a white contrast to the red flames below. The sounds of the night mix with the whispers of the people gathered in a ring. A few couples have paired off and left the illuminating firelight for the privacy of the dark. The elder lets her eyes roam around the circle. She smiles as she spies someone. Come, I know you have a story for us. A young man approaches the center. I am known as the lover. I am emotion, feeling, and sensuality. I am tasting, touching, seeing, smelling, and hearing. I am intimacy and creativity and inspiration. I am an aesthetic, delighted by physical beauty and perfection. I am committed and passionate, and I search for bliss and unity. I work hard to make a good impression, and my self-esteem is tied to others' perceptions of me. My shadow side can manifest as seeking to please others to the point that I lose my identity. I fear the loss of love, and I will do anything to prevent it. I may avoid conflict to feel included, but this results in being untrue to myself. Tonight, I offer the tale, The Emerald Beetle. In the countryside of Japan, there was a young woman who lived with her grandfather. The young woman was a painter, and every day she would sit in her bedroom and hone her skill. She would sit near the open window where she could see the cherry blossom tree in the yard and feel the sun on her face. One day, a Japanese beetle flew by on the wind. Seeing the young woman painting, he came to rest on her windowsill, folding his brown wings closed. As the young woman worked, she sang softly to herself. The beetle sat still and quiet, hiding behind the shadow of her water bowl, listening to her lovely songs about warriors and heroes, of tragic romance and daring battles. Each day, the beetle would return, hiding himself behind the water bowl full of cherry blossoms. Unaware of the beetle, the young woman would gracefully dip her brush in dark ink and send the color swirling across the canvas to create elegant lines, lovely sunrises, and soothing landscapes. One day, as she set ink to canvas, the beetle flew in front of her brush. Pulling her hand away, the young woman saw a smudge of ink on the beetle's shell. When the beetle made no attempt to fly away, sitting perfectly still with his wings closed and offering his smooth shell as a canvas, the young woman slowly lowered her brush to his back. So began the companionship between the young woman and the beetle. She the painter, he the canvas. The young woman painted on his shell a tree, a bird, or even a little beetle. When the Japanese beetle returned the next day, he would jump into the water bowl, send the ink running, and present his clean shell for the next painting. One day, when the sun rose high in the sky and the air shimmered with its heat, the young woman decided that it was too hot for landscapes and instead took up her calligraphy brush. Dipping her brush in ink, the young woman moved it with skill and precision across the beetle's back. She flung and coaxed the lines of the character from her brush's tip until the word green lay upon the beetle's shell. As the young woman's brush left his back, the beetle's shell began to fade from an orange-brown to a lovely emerald green. The girl was astonished at the change. The beetle seemed unaffected, flying around as normal and hovering above the water bowl, looking down at his new color. When the beetle returned the next day, he jumped into the cherry blossom water, and the inked character washed from his back, and his shell returned to its normal shade of brown. The young woman decided to see if another character would work the same way. Dipping her brush in ink, the young woman traced the character length. As soon as the last stroke was in place, the beetle began to change. His antenna grew an inch longer, when he jumped in the water the next morning and the ink washed off, his antenna shrank back down. On the third day, the young woman once more dipped her brush in ink, carefully pushed the excess ink from its tip with her fingernail, and brought it to hover over the beetle's shell. The young woman hesitated, then lowered the brush and gracefully scribed one character. Man. 
The beetle immediately began to grow, his shells shrinking, his back legs lengthening, and front legs disappearing. A face evolved from his head, and his body molded and changed until a naked young man sat on the girl's windowsill, sturdy of shape and lovely in form. The young woman blushed and brought him a robe. As the man slowly clothed himself, the young woman observed his new appearance. His eyes were dark and deep-set, his hands strong, his nose sharp. As the man tied the robe in place, the young woman saw a fleeting glimpse of his back. The character for man was written giant and bold there. Fully clothed, the young woman and Beetle Man stared at each other. The young woman tried to ask the Beetle Man a question, but he did not respond. She tried asking in the country dialect. Still, no response. The young woman was confused and studied the Beetle Man's face. She saw only honesty and goodness there. The young woman then understood. She took up her brush, dipped it in ink, and on the Beetle Man's shoulder, she wrote the character for speech. As the young woman formed the last lines, the man opened his mouth and began to speak. His words were not eloquent, but he was able to make himself clear. He told the young woman of watching her from the cherry blossom tree and how lovely he found her singing. The young woman was worried as to how she would keep the beetle man. Her grandfather would never allow an unrelated man to stay in the house with a young unmarried woman. She decided to see if her grandfather would hire the beetle man to work in the family's rice fields. Dipping her brush in ink once more, the young woman inked the man's inner wrist. Strength. The young woman then sent the beetle man to present himself to her grandfather in the fields. When her grandfather saw how strong the beetle man was, he hired him, and the beetle man was put to work in exchange for food and a place to sleep. The young woman persuaded her grandfather that watching the laborers in the fields benefited her painting, and this way she could bring the beetle man food and accompany him as he worked all day in the fields. At night, the beetle man would sneak into the courtyard, pluck a few cherry blossoms from the tree, and refresh the young woman's painting water. When she woke in the morning, the sight of the pale flowers brought a smile to her eyes. One night, the young woman woke to find the beetle man curled up on her pillow, as a beetle might have rested next to her. She woke the beetle man and chastised him. What would her grandfather have done if he found them? But when the beetle man moved to leave, the young woman touched his arm gently. Looking into the beetle man's eyes, the young woman dipped her brush in ink and gently wrote a character over the man's heart. Love. The young woman and the beetle man continued to see each other either in the field or at night, meeting beneath the cherry blossoms where their love too blossomed. They spoke words of affection and dreamt of life together. But the young woman's heart was filled with sorrow, for she knew her grandfather would never let her marry a poor laborer. That summer had been an unusually dry one, with little rain falling on the land. The young woman's grandfather complained of it often. One day, while the young woman was painting in the fields, watching the beetle man work, the clouds let forth a light drizzle. The young woman covered her fresh painting and ran to the nearest sheltering tree. Protected from the rain, the young woman turned back and saw the beetle man standing in the open fields. Her heart was filled with fear. The rain had become heavier and now it poured over the beetle man, rolled down his back, down his chest, down his arms. Abandoning her painting, the young woman ran to the beetle man and saw that the inked words were beginning to dissolve and fade. The beetle man lifted the young woman's face to look at him, but when he opened his mouth to speak, no words came out. Looking at his shoulder, the young woman saw that the character for speech was a watery smudge. Crying, the young woman grabbed her brush and tried to rewrite the character on the beetle man's body. But as fast as she replaced it, the rain continued to wash it away. The beetle man dropped the heavy bag he was carrying as the rain washed the character for strength away. The young woman clung to the beetle man, unsure which character to protect, man or love. Finally, she cupped her hands over his heart, sheltering the character for love as best she could from the rain. She sobbed, for already she could see the beetle man losing his human shape, the rain pulling the ink from his back. The ink ran down his sides, down his chest, down his arms, and spilled over the young woman's hands. Her skin was a watery mess of rain and ink. 
The beetle man raised a finger, and in the smeared ink on her hands, he wrote a single character. Then he lowered his mouth to hers. When the rain stopped, the fields was empty, save for two beetles who flew off together to find the nearest cherry blossom tree.